I'm sad, but I'm laughing. I'm brave, but I'm chicken shit. I'm sick, but I'm pretty. Properly Forward production of the Everything's Not Fine podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Bednick. You're probably not going to learn a whole lot in this show, but you will join my friends and I as we talk about our lives, jobs, kids, and whatever else comes up, even the ugly stuff. We are so over pretending everything's fine all the time, and we want to bond together and support each other while we try to hold our shit together and hope for the best. Hey guys, it's Cal. Uh, We're back and things are a little different, but we're back nonetheless. Um, Firstly, Nicole and I both want to apologize for leaving things hanging for so long and not checking in with you guys. That was rude. We ghosted you and we're sorry. Um, As you know, our world is insane. Um... Nicole has four kids that she's trying to do distance learning with, and um, life has just been a little bit nuts. And so it's really hard for her to make time and have the internet connection and not have to drive into town and just all the crazy stuff that goes with her recording this show. And um, we just haven't found a way to consistently make it work and be able to put in everything that we want to. Um, for her to be right now, the regular co-host on the show. Um, that's absolutely not to say that she's not still a huge part of the show, but it's just, um, not feasible for her to be here every week right now. Um, we are crossing our fingers and hoping that, uh, schools, her kids are phasing into school right now. And so we're hoping that sticks and that it continues And um, in the meantime, we are going to have some long-term substitutes happening. Um, For now, you may remember our friend Nicole Allen, who was on a while ago talking about the Enneagram with us. And she's going to be here with us quite a bit for a while talking all the same stuff. Um, You know, it's we are who we are. And fortunately, both Nicoles are... um, just great personalities to sit and chat with. And so um, even though we are going to miss Nicole Gonzalez on the days she's not here, um, I'm not going to be sitting talking to myself. I will definitely have some people on. And for now, that's Nicole Allen. Um, Jimmy even said he might co-host with me. And I have some other friends who I love having these types of conversations with. So Um, it's just going to be a fun party with all the people and, um, Nicole Gonzalez will definitely be back. Um, and from time to time now we're going to do shows together. Um, truthfully, we don't know exactly what that is going to look like in the long term because we don't know what our life is going to look like tomorrow at this point. Um, but I am committed to you and, um, I'm committed to this show and this process for me. So whatever we do to make it work, um, we're excited for. And um, that brings me to today's show. So we recorded this on January 4th, Nicole, Allen, and I to kind of introduce 
you to her and chat about the holidays and the new year and just fun chit chat girlfriend stuff. And then on the day that I was going to air this on the 6th, you may recall our country went to hell in a handbasket. Um, no, but there has been a lot of crazy, just craziness in the U.S. in the last week or so. And so um, we just thought it might be best to hold off on um, putting that out there until we were all in a brain space to just take a break and have some good chit chat time. So that's why this is coming out today. It's been a week and it, I hope it doesn't seem tone deaf to you. Um, tomorrow, a second show will be coming out that Nicole Ellen and I recorded yesterday on Monday and, um, just about how we're processing, um, some of the things going on in our world and is more kind of in touch with current events. So um, it's not political. It's we're not a show about politics. We're a show about people and relationships and our lives. And so um, while we do have our political beliefs and convictions, and obviously those come out sometimes in our conversations, um, we're not meant to just discuss politics. So at any rate, that's coming in the next couple of days. It will be on wherever you listen to us. But for today, let's just have some light, fun talk with Nicole and get to know her a little better and um, kind of get back into the swing of things. I miss you guys. I'm so excited to be back. And I hope you will be patient and understanding with us as we kind of find our new footing. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Nicole Allen. Hey. I'm so excited to do this with you. Me too. Although, yes, of course, I know your secret. You just didn't want to have to remember anybody else's name. (laughs) (laughs) You would think it would make it easier, but it doesn't. (laughs) No, I'm sure it's actually worse. I know we get confused in your like text threads because it's just, you know. It's, it's easy to do. Well, and both of you are like among the most texted on my phone. So whenever I start typing one of your names to send a text to, it just auto, you know, it, it picks one and it's always the wrong one. And I never know. <laughs> Not that one this time. I know. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So here we are recording. This is our first show recording oh god in like a lot of months for me um so I'd like to tell you that I am not prepared at all (laughs) (laughs) I was running around like my computer was in one room and my microphone was in another room and apparently my computer's become a gaming computer for my son so it had like five games installed that were slowing it down So I feel like a kid going back to school today because my kids, are your kids back to school today? Mine are back to school today. So it was kind of appropriate because yeah, Mm -hmm. everybody's on their devices. Even Erin stayed home to work from home today. So we're all in our separate spaces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like the kid that shows up with a missing shoe and not prepared at all this morning. (laughs) 
Well, I started and thinking, do I need to do my hair? Wait, it's a podcast. Never mind. I'm- oh, God. Just such a mess. And I didn't want to wake up this morning, so I'm totally... <laughs> Like, yes. Crazy, wild hair. And I'm so glad that we do a podcast and not a YouTube show. Same. <laughs> I have tons of things I want to talk about, but I guess we better like introduce you a little bit <laughs> before sure. we go into it. First of all, you've already been on the show, so you're not a total newbie to yep. us. Yeah, you were here like midway of season one for the Enneagram show because you are my resident Enneagram guru, and it's so fantastic to have all of your knowledge. <laughs> and you are also one of my oldest friends, and we're also sister wives for those who don't know. That's right. I don't know if we talked about that before or not, but I don't remember if we did either. Yeah, we lived with you for. Th- um, well, depending on who you ask in my family, Jim says six months, but <laughs> I like to remind him it just felt like a really long time. Yeah, I think it was just that. It felt a lot longer for him, maybe. Like, I get me out of here. So wonderful. It's not like it was a bad. Oh, time. no. But it was such um, a rough time of life, I think. Yes. And I think that's what it is. Like, for him, it was like, oh, everything was not fun in his life. But anyway, I think it was about three months, which is still a good chunk of time to like have nine people under one roof. It was, it was, but it was such a special time of our friendship and to be able to, I don't know, our kids were all really young too. And I think there was something really special in that time. I remember having quite a few really deep conversations and, and things where um, we were really working through some stuff in our own, you know, heads and minds and marriages yeah. and and uh, kind of who we want to be moving forward and all yeah. of that kind of stuff. It was it was a pretty remarkable time, honestly. It really was. Yeah. Well, and like just for perspective, Jordan was two. Right. So, I mean, he turned two while we were staying with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so which means, we, yeah, because I think, so I have three just to catch everybody yes, else. Here we go. Uh, Let's talk about um, So I, we live in Spokane, Washington, which is on the east side of Washington. And um, I have three kids. I'm married to Aaron, who we've been married now for 20 years, mm-hmm. um, which is bizarre and makes me feel super old. Side note. Um, but great. And we have three kids and our oldest is Jehu. He's 19 and he goes to Eastern uh, Washington University and Roz, who is 16 and she is a sophomore in high school. And then Noah, who's 15 and he's a freshman. And Jordan fits between Roz and Noah as far as age range. Oh, I know. I did not also mention I, um, I am a hairdresser. And I work full-time doing that. Uh, I actually squeeze in my full-time hours into four days a week. So I have a little extra time off uh, every week, typically, uh, which I love. And helps bring a little more balance to the rest of life. And I do love the Enneagram. It's kind of a side passion. So I may talk about that randomly. And I'm sorry if that's irritating. (laughs) 
There are no apologies for the Enneagram. I was an Enneagram <laughs> hater, but you turned me into a lover. So <laughs> you are hilariously funny. I only like people who are funny. So, <laughs> well, that's good. I do. I will say, yeah, my kids uh, and husband have a running list of weird crap mom says that make them laugh. So they do occasionally pull that up. Uh, with friends or whatever. You're never going to believe what mom said last week, (laughs) which makes me laugh. That's so nice of them to keep track for you. It is. Sometimes I feel real dumb, but usually (laughs) it's, usually it's pretty funny. (laughs) You are, are a hairstylist, but only in the last, how how many years has it been now? I am... I went to school actually 10 years ago, which is crazy. God, that is crazy. Yeah, I just kind of had that realization that in 2011 is when I went to school for it. Yep. How does time go so fast? It's really a marvel. I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah. So, wow, that really throws out what I was going to say. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, but before that, you were a stay-at-home mom for the first good yeah, half it was, of your kids' lives. Yeah, I, I was solidly a stay-at-home mom for a good six or seven years. Yeah. Um, we When we had our oldest, uh, Aaron was still in school. So it, we were in the do-what-you-got-to-do phase. I You know, lots of different jobs, part-time jobs babysitting, sharing, um, all of that kind of stuff just Mm -hmm. to make ends meet. And then when he graduated, we were pregnant with Roz. And so, um, and I had been working at the last bit of that at Bank of America. Um, like I said, just to get Aaron finished with school and he's a teacher. So he's been a teacher now for, uh, this is almost 16 years, uh, for him. And, Um, yeah, so he, once I had Roz is when I finally became a stay at home mom. Uh, you know, you start doing the math and going, okay, I would make a hundred dollars after paying for childcare (laughs) for two kids and all of that. And I thought, oh, hell no, I will find a way to save a hundred dollars somewhere. So yeah, it was, it was a great, uh, decision. It was certainly as a lot of stay-at-home parents know, uh, not without sacrifice and definitely had its challenges. But I am forever grateful that I got the opportunity to do that. And um, again, that was a super special time in our lives, uh, looking back. And and I kind of grieved it a little bit when that time was over, even though I also very much felt um, like it was time and I was an end of an era was coming and um, all of that, but it, it's a, it's a really unique time too. So yeah, it was, it was cool. I feel really lucky that I got to. Yes, absolutely. I bought Jim the best Christmas present because it turned out to be even better for me. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself. I need to hear it. As a joke, sort of, I bought a bidet. (laughs) Like, it's an attachment that goes on your toilet. Yeah. To function as a bidet. It's 
life-changing. Seriously. I decided that the world, like, I mean, really, the United States is one of the few, like, civilized countries that doesn't, European-type countries that doesn't have bidets in regular use. Yeah. I think. That's what I've heard, anyway. Um, It's life-changing in every way. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, and you won't have to worry about toilet toilet paper shortages. Well, you know? true. True. That was not my point. That was not, sure. I mean, that was not my purpose. But I think that's what got people, like, really talking about bidets. Back it's true. Um, okay, but you love it? I love it so much. I, I feel like it's almost inappropriate how I'm talking about this bidet right now. But um, it's it's just so great. And I will tell you you just don't realize how much poo you're getting off of yourself when you're wiping the washing. It's yeah. I, 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 this is so gross and I can't believe that I'm saying this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, I did a little experiment, like did my business flushed and then I used the bidet and <sighs> looked to see like what, what happens. And I was yeah. like, holy literal actual shit. I cannot believe Wow. And I'm sure everybody's different. Like maybe my situation is worse than others, but no, I, (laughs) it's so great. Everyone needs a day. I actually have, I want one now. Um, okay. So I have a, I have a practical question. Yeah. Ask away. Um, so you use the bidet. Mm-hmm. Are you dripping wet? Do you dry? Like what, what do we do with this? You're wet for sure. Um, then I just take some TP. Okay. And, and you still did a dab. Still dab. Okay. Yeah. It's more like a drying dab. Yeah. Um, okay. Than a wiping situation. Right. Right. And the cool thing is, and this, like, yes, it cleans your, your booty, but yes. Like for women, you can adjust like either how you're sitting or um, like a lean or just, you know, you just kind of work with it. But you yeah. can also um, like just get your whole veg the whole thing. So like if you're on your period or. Oh my God, that would be so easy. It's yeah. Like we should, it should be part of everyday living. But well, every you know, oh, sorry. When, when ladies have the babies, you know, you get that little squeeze mm-hmm. bottle and soda, not even have to think about it would be amazing. I'm thinking after your surgery, that is going to be a game changer. I know. That's why I was like, okay, this is now for me. Well done. Um, but even, but even the kids are like at first, <laughs> so Christmas morning, we opened the gifts and like I ordered, this was the first present that I bought of the whole season was this bidet. I and Jim and I were sitting in the living room and I'm on, I bought everything online from either small shops, even Amazon. I, I just bought it all. It's so, just the reality. Yeah. So um, we're sitting like watching football one day or something. And I bought this thing and I'm like giddy. I've, I, I look at him like, I just bought you your Christmas present. It's the best. I cannot wait for you to open it. <laughs> and I had to wait like a month. Oh, I was Fortune. so, by Christmas morning, I was like, a little kid because I was so excited for him to open this. 
Jim has like sanitary issues. Like he has to be sparkling clean all the time. This is the man who still to this day will take two or three showers a day sometimes. Um, That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm just so excited for him to open it. And then he's, it was just hilarious. But so Christmas morning, as soon as we're done opening presents, he goes, and it takes like 10 minutes to attach to the toilet. So he goes and maybe more than that but no more than a half an hour max um anyway he hooks it all up and then (laughs) he tries it like we all none of us like went to the bathroom we just are standing around in in our bathroom like taking turns on the bidet it's my bathroom has like a water closet oh i love that we have one in our in our bathroom too yes yeah so um he does it first and then i do it and then we have Jordan come in and do it and then finally and everybody's like oh my god the water is cold like we don't have it's not like the warm line I got I did not get the one that warms the water and we don't like we're not close enough to a sink sure you know plumbing for warm water but you get used to it like at first it's a little shocking but you don't wake up (laughs) um and then Ellie comes in and we're like all in the bathroom we don't, we can't see her, but we're standing right. around like waiting to hear what she, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And she's at first, she's like, no, I'm not doing this. Like she is, it was like one second. She's like, nope, I hate it. I'm not ever using it. So then later on, she like actually had to go to the bathroom. And so she used it and she comes out and she's like, I'm a believer. It's amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> Now the kids are like, can you get us one for our bathroom? <laughs> oh, totally. Cause otherwise your bathroom is going to be always like, yeah, busy. I am not about that life. Like for sure. Your own damn bathroom. Right. You're so cute. Water closet. That's so European. It's such well, I have a bidet now, so that's and what so I call you it. are. That is fair. We are really basic, basic bitches, and call it a toilet room. So oh, that's a good word too. <laughs> well, I mean, not really. It's just the literal like it's a toilet it's, no, room. I, yeah, it's all. perfect. Well, probably though. most people wouldn't know what I meant when I said water closet, but I really, even before the bay bidet, have always called it that. Well, it is what it is, which is what's great. I mean, I that was a selling point for us in our because then you can still, you know, you can still have privacy, but then your other people can, you know, take a shower or be brushing their teeth or whatever. Yes. Like even in our another thing in my kids' bathrooms, they have um their bathroom. They have the shower and the toilet are in one and there's a door and then they have like their sink and everything. So it's really nice. They can both kind of get ready at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So nice. That is nice. Especially with a girl and a boy. They feel like they have their privacy. Yes. More. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the highlight of the holidays is the bidet. Did you have any like gift that in your house that was like a major woohoo so I'm trying to think we really didn't this year okay so the kids are all as they get older as most people if you have older children you know this uh everything gets more expensive oh holy shit so the kids start giving us you know I'm like I need some ideas and first off hysterically they're all of their lists say things like clothes or whatever but then in parentheses almost every one of them oh god please don't pick this out yourself (laughs) (laughs) 
and then it's like these really, you know, I'd like a, a gaming computer or a monitor or whatever. And each item is just asinine amounts of money. And so I finally just looked at them all and I said, you know, this is Christmas, not the lottery, right? Right. So, um, and they're lovely. I don't mean to paint them like they're, they're not, I have really wonderful kids, but um, it was just hysterical. And they were like, well, we're just trying to give you lots of ideas. Okay, great. Um, Ultimately, we ended up, you know, everybody, we definitely like to do the like, uh, something of clothing, something of, you know, just for fun and whatever. But ultimately, we ended up giving them all money. And um, so it was, it was kind of lackluster, to be honest with you. Um, Erin, I said, we at least need to have a creative way to give it to them because otherwise it's the Thanksgiving dinner that took, you know, 12 hours to cook and 15 minutes to eat. And I was just not about that. So, um, so he came up with riddles and clues and they had to kind of go around to a few different places and guess where the next clue was. I love Um, it. So it was kind of cute. It was cute. Um, And he cracked himself up. Of course, he was like laughing at his own humor Cause he, you know, whatever he'd make jokes and be corny. And so finally he was like, you're not reading it right. I'll read it to you. So he'd follow them around and then he'd read it in the tone of which he intended. Yes. You know, so it was, it was quite cute that it was fun. Oh, so that's a great idea. It was helpful. It made it feel a little bit more like, like it lasted a little longer. And, and actually um, on the last one, you know, he's talking about, um, you know, we're really proud of you and I can't believe, you know, we're already in this stage of life. And we all sort of unexpectedly like start choking up and it's like became this very schmaltzy, um, teary moment, uh, which was really sweet, which, um, as you get to know us, we are the schmaltz family. So that is not unheard of. Um, we absolutely cry often. (laughs) Like there was a sign at Hobby Lobby that said, I'm cool, but I cry a lot. And I was like, I need this in my life because that's just yes. real. So, um, no. So at least it gave it a little bit more um, pomp and circumstance or what have you. So yes. it was fun. Yeah. I love it. Really, co- really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had a lot of tears Christmas morning too. It was a very... Um, and this is probably a good segue into the topic of the day, too. Yeah. But it was a very, we were full of gratitude this Christmas, for sure. Last year at Christmas, we had just moved into this house. Um, it took every dime for us to, like, <laughs> we had totally. been sacrificing for years to get in. The, like, we had literally been in an apartment for triple the time we ever expected to be in one. And then... Um, yeah, it was just a lot to get in here. So it, we literally moved in December 1st and, oh, wow. um, the house was our Christmas present. Like I, the kids had a stocking, but like a bare bones stocking. It was so sad. And at the same time we, <laughs> we moved in, like we found out Jim's yearly bonus wasn't going to be what it normally was. Like it just all the oh. that could have been like disastrous happened. So it was, I mean, it literally was the worst Christmas ever oh. for my kids. <laughs> like oh, as far as so gifts sad. and things go. Sure. So um, I was like, okay, 
we are, and, but it was still wonderful. Like, you know, we had a brand new freaking house. We could not complain. And we all had that attitude. For sure. For sure. But I was like, okay, next year, I'm going to start saving right this minute so that no matter what happens next year, (laughs) I will buy my people gifts. Because that's one of, like Jim and I both, that's how we show love. We're givers. So it was important to us. So anyway, it was in the somehow in the midst of pandemic and like feeling like world destruction this year for so many people we were just weirdly blessed and like it wasn't financially devastating for us and I've talked about before how for the first time in our lives that's the case like literally every time there's a ripple in the economy my family you feel it hard and so um I know what it's like to have those down times. And so for this year, for it to not be that for us was like, I can't even tell you the gratitude and the just, Jim and I just look at each other like, how is this our life? Like, how are we not in the depths of despair? Like we usually are. (laughs) I don't know what to do with this joy. (laughs) so true. So there were, for all of us, Jim, the kids, even Jordan, like at some point Christmas morning, we all just got teared up and we're so grateful for that. We just could give each other a gift. Like Jordan for the first time picked out presents for everyone. Oh, I love that. It was so cute on Christmas morning. Like when he gave Ellie her gift or gave Jim, Jim opened his gift and he was like, knew that he had put the thought into picking it out. And yes. Also, Jim, for the first time, (laughs) went shopping for everyone. Like, you know, the funny meme of like the dad finding out what the kids get on Christmas. Yes. That's usually (laughs) Jim. But this year he was like, just give me a hundred bucks for each kid. And I want to go like pick out when I'm in the store, I want to just get what I see that makes me think of them or whatever. So he was so cute, like watching them open the gifts that he picked for them and I love it. It was so incredible. But same as you, we sat down and we're like, because usually my kids can rip through presents in five minutes flat and it's over. And it doesn't usually matter because we're flying out the door to go to grandma's house. But this year, we're going to be here all freaking day. And I like what I wanted for Christmas this year was to watch you guys open gifts and like see how excited you were. So you're going to make it last. (laughs) They did it like it took a good long chunk of time and it was so cool. Like watching them watch each other open a gift and like being excited for each other. I was like, we should have taught them this 10 years ago. (laughs) Anyway, that's a lot of talk about my kids, but anyway. No, I love that though. And I think it also, it's about the precipice you guys are on. Like Ellie's a senior and it's an end of an era for her. Like there's, and, and of course to every ending, there's something coming that's, that's beautiful and good, but you can't help but have those emotions. Like it's just, you, you can feel it. It feels, you know, it's in the air. I mean, we, we just had that with our, with Jehu, um, but even sort of just realizing like, gosh, all of our kids are in high school now. Yes. All of, you know, there's just, there's kind of these momentous times where you can feel that change 
certainly coming. If it's not quite there, you can feel it coming. Same with, I mean, I remember when the kids were younger and, um, you know, obviously it was so fun when they were babies or, or like young ones where the magic of Christmas and their eyes lit up and um, all of that. But then, you know, sort of when they started getting into the older kid phase that you could feel it too, you know, like, oh, yeah. it's changing. Yeah. So I think some of that is, is just part of that too, which is, I it's agree. cool and yeah. important to take that yes. moment, you know, to, to kind yeah. of acknowledge that. I agree. That's so true. And I think like you were saying, there's those middle years of like Christmas magic, but it's, it's other parts of life too. Like, I feel like there's yep. the middle years of adolescence that there's just some like drawing on times where it, nothing feels special. It all feels like work. And at least it's been that way for us a few times, a few seasons of like the kids' lives. But like you were saying, this time of knowing that it's the time is kind of coming to an end where we don't know. Like I was telling Ellie, you could be in Paris this time next year. We don't know. And, um, not, that's not happening, but sure. But, but it is, I mean, it just sort of, it could be anything. Yeah. And so, um, it kind of brought some of the magic back. Like there were some times where they were doing things and I could see like, that feeling of being a kid again was there. Like I, I yes. have to hold on to this because it's coming to an end or, you know, or at least the appreciation for it. Things yep. that we've done every single year that like some, <laughs> we, we go on a car ride and look at Christmas lights every year. And it always starts out with Ellie and Jordan, like bickering and in a fight with each other and both of them just being jerks. And then by the end of the night, they've made up and they're laughing and giggling and, and same this year. I mean, the exact same thing happened, but Ellie was actually the one that said this happens every year. And we were laughing. Oh my just that Realization from both of them of like, this is tradition. This is what we do. You know? Yeah. This yeah. Assholery. This is what we do. <laughs> Even that part, it's traditional. <laughs> we have to bicker the first half every yeah, year. It's fine. But yeah, it, it just makes those years of like, oh, how are we going to get through this? So worth it. Like on this yeah. side of it. So if you're a new mom, it gets better. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. And there's wonderful parts in that, like you said. But, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of, man, sometimes... The phrase, uh, well, Jen Hatmaker used to say it like, man, you're in the weeds. You're yeah. just in the weeds. And there, and that is, I don't know, something about that super resonated me, with me um, yeah. about that time of life when they're little and you're wiping butts and wiping noses and cleaning up messes. And there's yeah. just something about that, that um, it does change. And yeah. you'll look back and go, holy crap. Yeah. That like, it's different now. And it's, yeah. and it's just wild. It is. It's, yeah, it's good stuff though. It's it's like life in the, it's just what I need to keep going on. You know, when it, when it is the weeds and it is the hard time, like remembering like, or, or getting that little boost of, Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. They are growing into like, or as far as the kids, they're growing into these amazing people. It's okay. We can keep going or, you know, that translates to whatever the season or, situation but yeah heck yes so good
New so, Year's, New You. Oh, yes. New Year, New Year, same old fucking me. That's my motto <laughs> for this year. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> do you do the whole set your intention, create a theme, word, whatever? Are you in that group of people? So typically, no. I I certainly am a goal setter and someone that will go over especially with like my business and everything, I'll kind of go over the previous year and set goals, set financial goals for our family, stuff like that. And I like to go back over kind of what we've accomplished. And I'm a nerd like that. Um, But I don't generally have like a word or intention or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I am, I am a word setter, which is weird because that was kind of a main thing back in the day in the church situation. Like every year, the first service, the first church service of the new year, the pastor would have like the word of the year, like breakthrough or whatever. And there would be this like huge production of a sign and a big thing. And it was like this huge ordeal. And then like most of the, it was like a theme for the whole year. Did they do that in Othello when you were there? They did. It was a little bit different. I don't remember if we had a sign, but definitely he kind of went along the same lines. Yeah. So um, that, I don't, there's so many things about that time of life that I'm like, oh, I will not you know, like just sure it brought too many bad feelings or whatever, but that was one thing that I always really loved. And, um, it was the one thing that I think I really kept, I don't think there's ever been a year that I didn't at least say like for this next year, my word is, you know, whatever peace or whatever. And Sometimes that was like it. I never thought about it for the whole year again. <laughs> like whatever. But I just liked like putting a label on. But um this is the first year where I've really like this past year where I I really looking back, it was something that I was like, I'm really glad I did that. Like that was a big deal for this year. It got me through this year because my word, well, I have two words this year, but the original one was gratitude. And, um, I like, there were days that that intention carried me through the day. The only way I got through it was like, I'm going to find something to be grateful for today. And, um, and then the second word was abundance and which was interesting because I was like, well, it, we definitely had a year of abundance. Like we had abundant of, abundance of time together. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no doubt. Right. <laughs> um, but in a very positive way, like they both had very positive roles in our life this year. And so I'm, and there were months that went by that I, it never even crossed my mind. I mean, really, but sure. In sitting down, I think the thing that I like about it is not the like middle of the year part generally, but it's like looking back and and evaluating that year of like how did this, how did I make this part of my life this year? Did I? Didn't I? You know that kind right. of thing. So I do like it for that. There's, I mean, there's. I'm not a resolution person. I'm not a you know get fit. Can I tell you a side note? 
I have had over the last, whatever today, what's today? The fourth? Fourth. Over the last four days in my Instagram inbox or my new followers or friends or whatever, no less than 25 women like sharing their exercise journey or lifestyle journey, like come join my group, come get Uh, whatever. I am going to lose my mind. Take your freaking shakes and exercise program and groups and shove them up your ass. Like this is not what we need in our world right now. Right. If this is you and you're listening, I'm sorry if that offends, but seriously, please examine your communication to people because God bless us all. That is not what we need. Yeah. It feels a little tone deaf. Um, to what I think so many people are feeling, which is like, I am barely like hanging on emotionally or I am just kind of doing what I need to do to get through. Um, It's funny. So you, what, what was your word that you got felt for this year then? So this year, that was so hard for me to come up with something because I really wanted to be like, uh, sleep, rest. I don't know. No. Um, no, that's actually not true. What I wanted was to encapsulate everything. Like I wanted the word to be like life and springtime and daisies and like yes. sunshine. Can we please have that intention for every single person for the year? Um, God, it's true. So I, but what I came up with was fulfillment mm. and it has a lot of different connotations for me, but I think The biggest thing is there were a lot of things that started in 2020 for us. Um, We, and we'll talk about this in future shows because it's, it's a really big part of what's going on in my family right now, but we examined everything. When when lockdown happened, we got off the hamster wheel, like everybody else of life that had been going and we had just been going and doing and going and doing. And for us, that was our way of life. And all of a sudden, the brakes were thrown off or thrown on and everything just stopped. And so we really were like, does this suit our life? Does the, is this mm. something that um, is really good for our family or good for me personally or whatever? And um, there have been so many things that I've been like, nope, not ever doing that again. And so, but there were also a ton of things that, I feel like inside of myself, I started either mindsets or, you know, things. And I would like to fulfill some of those things that started. I would like to keep, you know, pouring into that bucket or whatever. And some things come to fruition. That was my other word of like, maybe I'll say fruition, but I don't know. I, the word doesn't really matter to me as the intention behind it. So that's my, that's, and there'll be so many things fulfilled. Ellie will graduate. Like so many like long-term life things are coming to um, a close or transition next level kind of thing. So it feels like a year of just fulfilling things. So that's, that's me. I love that. I, uh, like I said, I, I am not typically one to come up with a word, but I, 
you know, of course, as everything once Christmas is over, then it heads to New Year's. Like you said, New Year, New You. What's your intention? How are you gonna? You know, what are your resolutions? Mm -hmm. And I just felt like freaked out. Like I just felt depressed and like Mm -hmm. sucked in by fog. Which I am usually not that person. Like. I'm typically pretty positive. I'm typically pretty, I'm very future oriented. So things like goals and looking ahead is exciting and inspiring to me typically, but I just had felt like I can't even see barely two feet in front of me. I just felt foggy. Mm -hmm. And so at first I just started feeling like it was just getting me even like deeper and deeper in that, like under it, feeling down and whatever. And I'm like, you know, feeling like, man, I'm just trying to put pants on every day and like go to work. And like, that's about all I've got, you know, was kind of where I was at. And I was thinking about things on Sunday and I just sort of had this, like, I'm declaring this reset Sunday and I want to take a little time to kind of evaluate a little bit of that, whether it's honestly, even evaluating, maybe I need medication. Do I need you know, how, how down am I feeling? Is this within the realm of like expected and and typical, you know, and even on that level. And, and for me, um, I, you know, I don't feel like that's the road I need to go down. I think it's just the circumstances that are hard, right? Like, um, just that we're all feeling and experiencing it's, it's hard to feel, super expectant when we all still have this very like, hold your breath. I don't really know what this is all going to look like in six months. And it's hard to make plans for vacations or other things because we don't know what the world is going to look like. Yeah. Um, So that was helpful. That helped even free my mind space of like, okay, I think I'm good. I don't need to, you know, it's not the route of like, I need to call a doctor, which um, like I said, I, I was legitimately like, I want to really check myself and, um, you know, know that. And so I felt good about that. That felt peaceful. Um, and then I just sort of started getting, like you said, of course, there's all the TikToks and whatever of like, here's how you lose weight and keto and this and that and the other. And you're like, fuck, I can't do this. But, um, I also started seeing a trend of, things talking about your intuition and like intuitive eating and Mm. all of that kind of thing. And I sort of started circling around that um, on Sunday and felt really strongly like, and I'd been sort of circling around it without realizing it even days before that of um, just sort of trying to be more in thinking and feeling about what I'm what I'm actually feeling in the moment and not just being so busy um, and thinking about what the next thing is that I need to do that I'm not paying attention to like, what is my body telling me or what is whatever, Um, which sounds really woo woo. And I'm not typically that person, but um, for me, yeah, I just started realizing like, I think my focus for this year is to want to live more uh, in intuition. And so Um, whether that's intuitive eating and just being more thoughtful about it. Not that I have any interest at all in, you know, dieting or whatever, but like what sounds good and what um, feels good, right? Like what is my, my gut kind of telling me in a literal sense, but then also, you know, being willing to say like, 
hey, I, this is what I need. And like we were making plans about um, getting together with a, a coworker of Aaron's and they're wonderful. But Aaron was like, well, what about this day? What about that day? And I said, well, that's going to be hard for this reason. Or, well, I'm working late that night or whatever. And he kind of just kept coming back around to where I would have to bend Mm -hmm. and change my schedule a ton to make it work because he wanted to be convenient to his schedule, thinking about football. And he wanted to be convenient to his, you know, this, this coworker's schedule and what they want to do and whatever. And finally, I just stopped and I said, why am I the only one that has to sacrifice here? Like (laughs) I'm not even necessarily wanting to do this as hard as you are. And yet I'm the one that needs to change everything. Like something about this doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, um, and it was great because he was really able to kind of go, that's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I don't know why. And some of that is just old habits, whether it's the, the mom thing or the wife thing, um, of sort of things I've trained them to do. Like, I'm the one that can make it happen. I'm the one that can, you know, whatever, yeah. martyr or, or what have you. But it was just a, it was a good moment of like, wait a minute. Like I said my truth and he heard it. Yeah. And I don't have to be exhausted um, over the top and hate my life to make it all happen for everyone yes. else to be happy. Like, and it's not that it has to be all about me, but like I get to be as important as anybody else too. Yeah. And so I think just sort of across the board, I think the general overarching theme for me is, is going to be wanting to be a little bit more in that trusting the gut and the intuition and being willing to say what I need, um, you know, in times that I maybe typically would have, it would have just been easier to say, yeah, okay, fine. I'll make it work. Yeah. Um, and, and whatever. So yeah. And giving my own, time value also yes you know because I think we women especially or parents yeah. um, but I think it's more of a woman thing yeah that we can we can tend to make everybody else's thing more important and to sacrifice our own yeah. um, things that are important or think our own time you know we're the ones that will stay up till whatever god-awful hour <laughs> to make it happen for everybody else you know and and some of that like that's still gonna happen and that's that's totally okay, but I don't want to be 90 and be bitter and angry because I just always had to be the sacrificer. Yes. Which even Aaron will be like, I never asked you to be. Right. You know, he's not the, that, that guy that's, you know, where's dinner at five o'clock or six o'clock or whatever, you know, it's something that I think sometimes we and I have definitely done to myself. And so now I'm, self-imposed martyrdom exactly (laughs) and I'm not like it's not even for the sake of being able to like look at me I'm doing all these things yeah but I certainly feel that and then I live on the edge of like I can't take one more thing don't breathe in my direction yeah you know and it's like that's not the life I want to live either I don't want to feel just exhausted all the time and um like everyone else gets to have fun. I need to be able to also, and I do, but it was just sort of a new awareness of that, I guess. So, yes, I love it. Yeah. That is such a good, healthy, oh, just almost a freedom. I mean, the responsibility to, to take care of yourself in that way, but there's a freedom in it that it'll be addictive. Like, (laughs) 
I kind of think so. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, you know, even the, like, I want to go on a walk and I don't have to do it because ugh, I'm so whatever that I need to, but like, that sounds nice. I want to be in the sunshine. I want to yes. just move my body a little bit. Um, you know, and instead of operating, I'm big on, I tend to, you know, super feel the obligation and the guilt. And I mean, again, back to the food thing or whatever, like, oh, I, I can't have because I feel guilty about, or I feel bad about whatever. And like, I'm kind of over it. Like, I just, there's just nothing in that that feels good. And like, that's stupid. At what point, right? Or at what point are we just going to be like, hey, I am who I am. Yes, I want to be healthy. um, And I want to feel good. But I'm just done with doing things because I have to, or I should. And because I feel like I'm not okay on like enough in me, like I I need to do something for somebody else. So even like yesterday, I put on this sweater that honestly is super not um, flattering, but I love it. It's super cozy and I feel really like, (laughs) comfortable and I was like even that I'm wearing the cozy sweater just because I love it (laughs) (laughs) I love it but it's such a stupid thing but um even that felt like yeah screw you no to (laughs) no one like no one is saying right to right (laughs) like to my own dumb brain that's like that's not very flattering like yes (laughs) these expectations and yeah I yeah I feel that I love that yeah, it was good. And so I, I actually posted a little thing on Insta just because I was really feeling it. And um, yeah, a lot of people definitely had a similar feeling. I think a lot of us are feeling very, yeah, you know, it's just hard to kind of know what to expect and, and think moving forward. And, and sometimes then it's like something's wrong with me because I don't feel whatever. And so, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think one of the things this year has done – to, for a lot of people that I know and talk to, um, this has just given us a, an ability to s- say no. Yes. <laughs> in in some like in whatever realm of our life of like either I'm committing to doing things that I don't even enjoy doing or um, like you're talking about or just like a no bullshit place of life. Like wow. we cannot take anything more. And so in order to be able to continue to survive and like be sane, we have to just start cutting some shit out. And, um, yeah, I think like what you're saying, it's just that feeling of like, I'm going to take care of me. I, and not in a selfish way or, uh, but like in order to be a healthy person, I need to have permission to take care of myself and what it looks like. Yeah. And to be, it's not even like, so now none of you, I'm not gonna, it's, it's yeah. me too. I also get to yes. be honest, right? Yes. And so, and for me, I, I mean, again, going back to also with my job, same thing, like some days for quite a while more recently have just been exhausting and feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here and I'm doing the work, but I don't have much else to give. Yeah. And, um, and that's okay. I think that's just life sometimes, mm-hmm. but it feels good to, I think COVID kind of started that a little bit of going, wait a minute, 
Mm-hmm. Everybody lived. Like we were shut down. Our salon was shut down for two and a half months. And um, obviously there's a lot of feelings about that, <laughs> but um, you know, it's hair. Everybody lived like, yes. and everybody wanted back in and that was great. And, and it was really busy when we got back in and it was great to see people. But I also felt like um, I started a little bit of a journey and now I definitely feel more of that of like, it's okay for me to have boundaries and to say, this is all I'm willing to work because I want to enjoy my life. I want to enjoy my job. I want to enjoy like, when I get home, I don't want to be on like less than empty Yeah. Um, to give the people I love the most fumes. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to yeah. be able to like get home and feel like I get to enjoy them and be present and have something more to offer than I'm tired. How yeah. was your day? Fine, but I'm tired. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, um, so yeah, I, I, I think it'll be good. And I think that some of the gift um, of this last year is, like you said, that ability to go, wait a minute, yeah. is this the life that I even want to be yeah. doing yeah. and what parts are really not working and that we've just sort of been on the train yeah. and not felt like we could stop and say, wait a minute, this is not yeah. even what I want anymore. Yeah. So I think it'll be good, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> not without its struggle in moments as any time, but that's learning and growing. And yeah, it's exciting to me. Like I'm at a stage of my life where I'm like, Oh, I get to, I get to become this even better person than I already am. Like, it's not like, Oh, I suck as a person and I need to change. It's like, Oh, I'm growing. It's right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Middle age is pretty freaking awesome. It, It really is. It really is. It has its moments. I could do without some of the physical parts of middle age. Oh, seriously. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, can I tell one story? So COVID, yeah. when, when I had COVID, this is a little bit of a TMI, but um, I had had my period like two weeks before it, I started spotting when, when I was like, when we had COVID and I was like, what the nuts? And then it never really progressed. It was like four days and then it stopped. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And I had seen that it had online, like I started searching it, you know, it said, um, you know, that some people had that experience with COVID. And then of course it also says like, or it could be um, the beginnings of menopause or perimenopause, (laughs) or it could be implantation, like with pregnancy. Uh And at the time I was like, whatever, it's COVID, I'm sure. Well, then like two weeks later, when I'm supposed to start again, I don't start. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) And so then I'm freaking out and I've never prayed for perimenopause before, but damn, no, that's what I was praying for because I was like, I freaking better not be freaking pregnant. This is not what's happening. So I'm calling my mom. Zero one percent. Oh, totally. I have my tooth tied for God's sakes. I mean, it's not like, you know, so besides the fact that my husband had COVID and he was like actually really sick, yeah. like not hospital sick, but like, you know, nothing was happening. So yes. let's be real. <laughs> so, so I'm like calling my mom and I'm like, no big deal. Just a couple questions for you. Call me when you can. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, tell me about perimenopause and when that started and thinking maybe we're just early ones or something. So she calls back and, you know, and, she, and oh, honey, that's not what that looked like you know, no, no, no. And 
Yeah. You won't wonder when it starts happening or whatever. So I'm like, and you're too young. I'm like, okay, thanks. And so then I'm just freaking out and I cannot get off my brain because of course, like all I keep reading is like, could be implantation, could be implantation. (laughs) (laughs) So finally I like, I have to go to the store. Like I'm going to go take a test. It's whatever. It's fine. I take it. I don't even drive home. I literally go back to my salon and take it in the bathroom at like 9 p.m. Because I'm just like, I can't. I have to know. (laughs) And of course, it's totally negative. And I like started the next day or whatever. But I was freaking out. And I told Aaron and his like head was between his knees. He's like, sweet Jesus, what are you doing to me? (laughs) And of course, with the kids the ages they are like after the fact, after oh, we knew, so you know, they're like, dear God, that's not even funny. You know, and I'm like, yes. you know, what would be funny is everybody would probably be more likely to think it was one of yours than it was mine. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so we were all thinking maybe Jesus, that that was not the oh, case, sweet but goodness. a nice little extra scare. Thank you. COVID. So Ooh, yeah, a fun one. What a bizarre who knew that that was a, uh, a symptom, but yeah, it was pretty cool. So anyways, had to share my, my little fun, funny, after the fact, terrifying moment during. Uh, it's so funny. It's so yes. It's in my plans to at least have a topic at some point to talk about, because I have friends who are well into their forties having babies and I'm, I mean, like 42, 43, not yeah. like 48. My sister-in-law just had her first and she, I want to say she's 42. Anyway, I am just like, I, I, it's so amazing to me, but it's such a, like, I mean, Ellie has even said, mom, if you got pregnant, I would have to raise it. You cannot even have oh. <laughs> <laughs> And some people, I like, I, that is me. Some people are so awesome. And my sister-in-law is an incredible mom. Like the gift of being calmed down and not yes. like how you are in your twenties when you have a baby, a gift, but holy shit. The idea of, Oh, I can't even handle my puppy. Like, yeah. Oh Lord. No. And I think it's different if you didn't, you know, or that yes. you're like, this is what I want. I'm, I, support you. I think it's amazing. And there are definitely pluses and minuses, but my kids are almost out of the house. I am not interested. Like grandkids down the road sound great, but you know, I I, I ain't starting over. Like physically, mentally, I'm not, if my kids were of an age that they should be having babies, I would just be like, Oh God, I can't do it yet. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, can you imagine the terror that this that this child would be because I'm too tired. I've already had three. Do whatever. And they're honest to God. I'm sure my kids would be like parents shaming me relentlessly because they, I can't believe you let, you know, I do. Yes. So it's a blessing. I'm children are a blessing and they're wonderful. (laughs) And I did not want one at this point in my life. And I'm very grateful. That is not the road we are taking. Yes. <laughs> but holy shit, you people that are are amazing and I honestly. And there again, it you know, there would be something about being settled financially and being just, you know, more wise and not letting every little thing scare the crap out of you or overreactive or whatever. Like yes. you know, and you can give them 
cool experiences and you well, know even whatever so I, I think, think there's, there's a lot so of many cool parts of it yes I think there's there would be a lot of cool parts yeah. um we've just already been there done that and yeah. I, I yeah that is not a chapter I'm interested in starting again <laughs> <laughs> amen yeah exactly so anyway okay. well season two is officially on a roll and I'm so super excited to have you be a part of it in whatever capacity it is we thank you I'm so excited too it'll, it'll be fun thank you for having me yes. um yeah I'm excited so thanks it's gonna be good time see I it's kind of like a long-term sub situation remember yep. when you were in school and somebody had to go out on maternity leave and you're like the sub that stays for months yes <laughs> exactly forever. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows where this train's headed? Yeah, um, we're just going with it. It's all yeah, good. Yeah. And Nicole Gonzalez is super excited to come and have some fun chats with us, too. She's not gone forever. But that poor girl, it's like she is on maternity leave because <laughs> she has four children. She's homeschooling right now. And I can't even do my two teenagers. So God bless her soul. She's amazing. That's yeah. for sure. Yes. Um, okay, so if people want to find you on Insta, it is Nicole with the number three, right? That's correct. Yep. N-I-C-O-L-E with three. And because I, that, like you said, you put that post up and it's super, it's it's just such a good reminder and I love it. And so people should definitely check you out. You're just as real as they come in your posts and in life and um, you're a fun person to follow. If you're, are you public? Is your page public? It is. Since I did some of those Enneagram videos oh, yes. uh, back during the first part of quarantine, when I needed something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and check those out if you are new to Enneagram. They do you, you still have them saved on there, right? I do. Yeah, they're just. Um, I think that Insta uh, highlights or whatever. Yeah, or the. Yeah, IGTV, that's what it is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so lots of fun stuff. And we will be back next week. And who knows what we'll talk about, but it'll be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Have a good rest of your week. Adios. Bye.